Is Jeremiah 29:11 one of your favorite Bible verses? It says, "For I know the plans I have for you," declares the Lord, "plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future." If this is one of your favorites, you are going to want to listen today because I talk to people every day who want to know what is God's plan for them. They often say, if he would just tell me what to do, then I would do it. Can you relate? For many years, I was a human doer. I was trying to do all of the things to become something and to get God to bless me. Then one day, my eyes, ears, and heart were open to what was God's original plan. He opened up the scriptures for me and showed me what did he intend from the very beginning. And then how does Jesus fit into all that? So today in episode 52, I am going to share five things that God originally intended when he created mankind and then how Jesus restored that plan. This is actually a segment from a live workshop I recently did called How to Live in God's Best. Now, in the hour workshop, I share my biblical blueprint, and I actually have some activations where you can hear directly from the Lord yourself. And I would love to give you this workshop as my free gift, because I want to help you thrive and live God's plan as he has it for you. So go to lauriksnyder.com forward slash free dash workshop. I'll have that in the show notes, but let me repeat that. It's L-O-R-I-K-S-N-Y-D-E-R.com forward slash free dash workshop. So go there and I will go into more detail in that workshop about what is God's best for us? How can we access that? And today I'm going to go just focus on the five main things that God gave mankind so that we could experience the life he designed. So grab a notebook and pen because you're going to want to take notes. And I'm excited to share this segment of that free workshop for you. Here we go. Welcome to Created to Thrive. I'm your host, Lori Snyder. If you desire a deeper connection with God, want to know your value and purpose, then you, my friend, are in the right place. I will teach God's word in a simple and practical way to equip and empower you to become who he created you to be because you were created to thrive. Do you want to go deeper in your faith even while you're on the go? No matter how busy the season you're in, Access More has a library of faith-based podcasts to help you grow spiritually. With podcasts from Christian thought leaders such as Christine Kane, Lisa Harper, Taryn Wells, and Bob Goff, you can hear podcasts on religion, culture, family, entertainment, and so much more. Access More gives you a safe space to find inspiring conversations about faith. Start listening today at accessmore.com. So what I have been teaching for a long time is we have got to know Jesus in a very experiential way, because that was how God originally planned it. 
and how we have to know what God's original intent was, we have to go back to Genesis. Genesis means beginnings. And so the foundational scripture is Genesis 1, 26 through 31. And I'm not going to put all this on. I don't want this to be a real Bible teaching, but I am a Bible teacher. That is the core of everything comes through that lens. But more than that, it's got to be on a heart level. And so I want you to receive what we're getting to catch it more than writing everything down, but to understand how did God set things up? We have to know that God created mankind in his image. And that word is Elohim, which is father, son, Holy spirit. So that's where we first see the Trinity. So we're created in God's image, in his likeness to have dominion here on the earth. And what God did was he gave man something that was so unique than he did all of his creation. First of all, mankind was the last that God created. We were the crowned jewel. And after he created mankind, God rested. So we were created to rest and abide with the Lord, not strive. God gave mankind a job to do. But it was through that intimate relationship. And we see that in Genesis, where it says in Genesis 2, that Adam and Eve walked with God in the cool of the day, that refreshing. And if everything was a discovery process with Adam and Eve, if you think about it, everything had to be in this dependence of who God is. Even Adam naming the animals. I'm sure he was right there asking God these questions. We were created to be so dependent upon the Lord for everything. And so that is what we have to operate in with Jesus that now Jesus came to redeem everything that was stolen in Genesis three, when the, um, uh, Satan, when the, the serpent whispered to Eve, these doubting questions. But let me just tell you what God gave mankind in Genesis 1, 26 through 31. You can write these down. Um, I believe there's five main things that he gave mankind. First of all, he blessed them. So all of the blessing, they had not done anything. They were blessed. Do you have that mindset? Do you feel like I used to think that I had to do things to get God to bless me? Adam and Eve hadn't done anything. And it says he blessed them. Then he gave them identity. Let us create them in our image, likeness, to have dominion. So he gave mankind authority. We were God's kind. All right. And I'm going to explain what that means here in a second. We are a spirit soul body. So in the image of God, that is actually our, and that's what got cut off from God when man sinned, when they believed the enemy and ate of the forbidden fruit. So man became just a soul, their mind, their will, emotions, personality, and their body, their physical body, their five senses. But when we were created in the image of God, his image, his likeness, dominion, man was given authority. They were to rule and reign on the earth. That's what then Jesus then restores. So you're, I want you to see what God set up in Genesis 1 and what Jesus came and redeemed and restored 
to make it back to God's original intent. And then God gave mankind um, purpose. He said, be fruitful and multiply. That probably immediately comes to your mind like, oh, I've got to go produce babies because that's what I was taught. Be fruitful and multiply. I'm just going to tie it to John 15, where Jesus said, abide in me. Apart from me, you can't do anything. But when you abide in me, you will bear fruit. The kingdom of God is multiplication. Everything we put our hands to prospers. So do you see how it all was set up from the beginning, how God wanted his best for us? And then how Jesus now is going to come back and give us that experiential, um, he gives us the rights to it, but then how we can experience it. But it's a matter of walking this out. So he gave them blessing, um, identity, purpose, authority, and then provision. Because he said, I have given you all the seed, everything that you need for food, for multiplication, that provision is there. And I want to tie that back into what salvation means here. The point of salvation is to restore back to how God originally established it in Genesis, in Genesis, in the very beginning, we were God's kind. Let me explain what happened. So here's just a lamp. So let's say that this lamp represents mankind, right? And it's a lamp. And as long as it's plugged into the source, it will illuminate. So what sin did was cut the cord so it could no longer be cut or could be connected to the source. It was just a lamp. It looked like a lamp. It still had all the features, but because it was not hooked to the source, it could not be the same kind anymore. It's now just a paperweight. When mankind sinned, we were no longer God's kind anymore. He couldn't relate to us like he did previously in the very beginning. That's why Jesus had to become a man and do everything that man was supposed to do to redeem back mankind. That's a whole nother teaching, but I'm sure you already know all this, but we have to know that we are now God's kind. We are the lamp. And we're supposed to be connected to the source, which is life, which is Jesus, which is John 10, 10, life in abundance. So now we are to demonstrate the kingdom of God. Uh, Romans um, uh, 1, 16, I believe it says, the gospel is the power of God unto salvation for those who believe how we cooperate with God to see his kingdom as reality in our life. We believe his word. That's called faith, trusting, believing, but we have to receive it in our heart, not just in our head. We can't just have intellectual knowledge that that word in John 17, three is know God, that they would know the one true God. That word is the same word that is used with Adam knowing his wife Eve and conceived a child. Likewise, when we believe the word of God, it's seed form, 
we conceive it, we take it into our heart with time, we mix it with faith, and then we will bear fruit. We're a conduit of him. We are God's kind. But we have to first know before we go and do, we have to know what is ours? What is our inheritance? What did Jesus come to give us? Jesus came to give life and life in abundance. I'm going to tie this back to Genesis 1 and how we are spirit, soul, body. Anything that is stealing, killing, or destroying is not of God. God did not put sickness on you to teach you something. God does not want you to suffer with poverty, so he will teach you something. Three aspects of God. He is life, he is light, and he is love. That does not steal, kill, or destroy. So these are the types of things that you're going to have to look at when we talk about believing. You're going to have to look at your belief systems. And this is where I have to help a lot of people because they don't believe it. And so they can't receive it because they've been taught either through the pulpit, their own, you know, church, their experiences, um, their parents, whatever it is. It says that it says that the God's word is made ineffective because of religious doctrines and traditions. We have to look at the gospel. So that's why I take you to the original intent so you can know what Jesus came to reestablish, to redeem, to restore. And this is your inheritance. And this is what it talks about in Ephesians 1, that um, we are chosen, we are accepted, we are holy, how God sees us. So that word life in John 10, 10 is actually Zoe. And it means the God quality kind of life. Jesus is the source of life. It says that he is life, that he was there in the beginning. He created life, right? Drug dealers can have abundant life. So when people say Jesus came to give me life or abundant life, contextually, no, that's not true. He came to give you life in abundance. Because he is the only source of Zoe, the God quality kind of life, which ties back to spirit. We're created in the image of God. In the Strong's, there's actually um, in the New Testament, there's three different words for life. There's Zoe, there's Suke, and there's Bios. Um, everyone has Suke. That's your soul. That's how you think, how you feel, your attitude, your will, your personality. Um, bios is your biology, physical life, your five senses. Everyone has suke and bios. Only those that find their life in Jesus have Zoe life that can have life in abundance. And it's through that personal relationship with the Lord. He is the source spring of life. And so we have to abide in him. And how we do that is by believing he is the living word. Receiving. I'm not going to lean on my own understanding. Even though I was taught all these X, Y's and Z's, I have to throw that off and say, Jesus, you are Lord. Show me truth. And that's the beauty of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. 
He will guide and teach you. He will show you things to come. He is your comforter, your helper. He's your best coach. So he is right there. And so we have to know the power of the Holy Spirit. He is active. He is present day ministry. He's the one that draws all people to Jesus. So you don't have to go and do anything to try and get your loved one saved. All you have to do is believe, receive, and release the love, the light, and the life of Christ, the one who's in you, Christ in you, the hope of glory, the anointed one lives in you. So it's time to stop striving to make God's promises happen. But instead, we've got to know what are those promises. And that salvation, that word is what I call our benefits package. Salvation, yes, it does mean being saved so that our sins are forgiven and we will spend eternity with the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. But if that was the point of salvation, we could just die now and then go be with the Lord and have to not have to worry about anything. But the point of salvation is knowing what Jesus did to redeem and restore us back to God's original intent, where we would rule and reign with him. We are united with him. What he gave us in Genesis one is our communion. And I call it our common union because we are united with Jesus. All right, friends, I'm going to end that today here for this podcast episode, but I would love to give you the full 58-minute workshop as my free gift to you. So go to lauriksnyder.com forward slash free dash workshop, and you can get this free training right there. So go register for that. And I want to help you thrive in all aspects of life because you, my friend, were created on purpose, with purpose, to thrive. God bless.